and welcome to Dispel Magic, the podcast where we overthink how the magic of D&D might shape your campaign setting in surprising and unexpected ways. I'm Benjamin, game designer and writer. And my name's Dane. I'm a dungeon master, podcaster, and voice actor. Oh man, I wish I remembered what we're doing for this episode, Benjamin. Ah, you told me and I just can't remember. I wish, I wish so hard. I wish I might on the star tonight. You're so close. <laughs> to what? A yuck? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there it is. Today's episode is a patron's pleasure pick. Whoa. From our patron's pleasure poll. Oh, okay. I got we it. We gave our uh, Patreon patrons uh, option of three different episode topics, and they chose Wish. You, what, were, what were the options? I don't remember. You don't anymore. remember? Okay. No. I do, however, remember, like, I I thought long and hard before I put Wish on the list of options because... Obviously, this is kind of, in some ways, this should be probably the last spell we ever cover. It's it's almost the end-all be-all. Right. But when I was looking at it a bit more, I realized that there is, it basically just replicates every other spell, mm-hmm. you know, so we'll get into that later, but it actually doesn't matter what order we do it in, because essentially just every episode you've listened to so far and every episode you ever will listen to just add a also wish can do this. It, it can it. be wished. Yeah. I mean, I'm familiar with, I guess, the second part of this spell more than that first kind of nitty gritty part, which I'll go into in a second. But the world bending, world breaking aspect of wish is kind of what you you think about. Yeah. It comes in the book of many things, right? Or excuse me, it comes in the deck of many things. You can pull a wish and then from genies or gin right mm-hmm. you can you can get wishes from them but you got to be 17th level you said to yeah, 17, cast this yeah, it's a ninth spell. Level spell so you have to you're going to be a 19th level or a 17th level pure spellcaster it's a yeah. long a long road to wish it's a long road to wish yeah as they say so here are the spell specifics wish is a ninth level conjuration spell available to sorcerers and wizards it takes one action to cast, has a range of self, and has a duration of instantaneous. The spell text says, Wish is the mightiest spell a mortal creature can cast. By simply speaking aloud, you can alter the very foundations of reality in accord with your desires. The basic use of this spell is to duplicate any other spell of 8th level or lower. You don't need to meet any requirements of that spell, including costly components. The spell simply takes effect. Alternatively, you can create one of the following effects of your choice. Now, there's a couple of different things that this spell allows. Uh, I'm going to just run down some of them, and I'm going to summarize others. But the number one is you can create an object of up to 25,000 gold pieces in value that isn't a magic item. The object can be no more than 300 feet in any dimension, and it appears in an unoccupied space you can see on the ground. You can also heal your party, cast greater restoration on them. You can give them resistance to a damage type you choose. Um, You can give them immunity to a single spell or other magical effect for eight hours. And then you can undo a single recent event by forcing a reroll. So that's all kind of mechanical things. You might be able to achieve something beyond the scope of the above examples. State your wish to the GM as precisely as possible. The GM has great latitude in ruling what occurs in such an instance. The greater their wish, 
the greater the likelihood that something goes wrong. This spell might simply fail. The effect you desire might only be achieved. The effect you desire may only partially be achieved, or you may suffer some unforeseen consequences as a result of how you worded your wish. For example, wishing that your villain was dead might propel you further in time to a period that that villain was no longer alive. So it's monkey paw rules. They, they were, they're doing the monkey paw. The stress of casting this spell to produce any effect other than duplicating another spell weakens you. After enduring that stress, each time you cast a spell until you finish a long rest, you take 1d10 necrotic damage per level of that spell. This damage can't be reduced or prevented in any way. In addition, your strength drops to 3, if it isn't 3 or lower already, for 2d4 days. For each of those days that you spend resting and doing nothing more than light activity, your remaining recovery time decreases by 2 days. Finally, there's a 33% chance that you are unable to cast Wish ever again if you suffer this stress. Whew! Thank you for that yeah. rundown. That was probably the longest one you'll ever have to do. Probably. Got, got it over with. Yeah. <laughs> the second part of this spell is what I think of when I think of Wish, but you have some expected uses. I mean, I think the primary expected use really is that last mm -hmm. that last one where you get to wish for whatever. Anything. That's why people are excited about yeah. Wish and go for Wish. I... Um, actually have a really bad habit of dropping rings of three wishes into games like pr at, even at pretty low levels just because I love to have a silver bullet there for yeah. people to worry about is this worth using right mm -hmm. now should we hold on to it in case we need it in the future I gave a monkey paw to my first ever game with the, a bunch of first time players mm -hmm. with one finger left, one wish left on that monkey paw, and they buried it in the forest. And uh, they yeah. do not remember it. <laughs> I, actually, I think in the last game, I, I gave out a ring of three wishes. They they That's exactly what they did too. They just like hit it somewhere. Mm -hmm. on, like They kept it on their person, but they all agreed they were never going to use it under any circumstances, and, and it never got used. Right. They were just done using yeah. it. Yeah. Actually, prudent, prudent actually, I think, adventurers. I think it might have been the epilogue to the game where they they used it. I think at, as the campaign yeah. ended, they were like, "Here's three things we're gonna wrap up, and it's just we're just gonna wish it." And <laughs> just it's real over. quick, yeah. we're yeah. done. Yeah. So let that happen exactly how we want. <laughs> yeah. I think it was essentially they just were sealing off the bad guy hmm. kind of permanently. They Got were it. making they were making the Your solution they found yeah permanent. Um, I see this working for folks like you who are really good at, I don't know, interpreting information and, mm -hmm. you know, using that information in effective ways. Because for me, the monkey paw aspect would be really tough for me to come up with on the fly. Yeah, I can't say. I mean, I actually really kind of dislike that component mm. to this spell. Like the whole thing about... I wish the villain were dead, so I get projected forward in time. Is like that's dumb. Yeah, like, that, that makes your players hate you. Yeah, <laughs> they I mean, don't want to like, play anymore. It makes sense if it's if there's a genie there who, for some reason, takes like I don't know some kind of pleasure in making people miserable, mm -hmm. and so is t distorting their wishes that way. But to have a spell that just at its core function intentionally misinterprets you. To not give you the thing you're saying you wanted, even though the spell's purpose is to give you the thing you wanted, I 
I don't like. I don't. Sounds pretty toxic. Yeah, it's a toxic relationship. It's a toxic relationship. So I, I generally speaking, I would. I also though, so I wouldn't do that. I, or generally speaking, I wouldn't do that. Okay. Unless it was like very poorly worded. But <laughs> that gets to my next point, which is that because this text exists the way it does, people are incredibly precise when they make a wish. Right. They it's know. Like, they yeah. know what's coming. So if, if, so if there's this example of getting thrown forward in time where the villain's dead, it's, I want this villain to die at this particular moment in time under these circumstances. Like they're going to, they're just going to spell it all out. All of our party members are going to remain alive yeah. and standing here and watching it happen. Yeah. And we all have ponies. <laughs> right. Like there's just, and well, yeah. And then you get to this other thing, which is like, Addendums. how much can you wish? Like, is it like. How many commas can you put into right. your wish? Uh, run on sentences, be damned. Right. <laughs> so it, I don't know. It's rule of cool. It's, it's. That. That, I think, is maybe the bigger reason that I don't like the monkey paw component of Mm. it is because it just then pushes players to come up with, like, essentially contractual language when they're casting the spell, in which case it avoids the monkey paw thing, but just adds a whole lot of extra effort and, you know, the whole game stops so that for 30 minutes... The players can brainstorm exactly how to phrase this so they don't get screwed. And I could see that being a fun aspect for some folks who are who really like getting into those nitty gritty details and trying to think ahead of the DM, specifically players who like to outsmart DMs. Yeah. Because then they have a certain gratification for like, haha, nope, I saw what you're going to do and I'm going to include language against that. Yeah, I think what would be really, I think the way I could see that being fun is if a player says, I'm going to cast Wish. And then I bring out a sand timer for five minutes, and <laughs> the whole t- table has five minutes to figure out. And then you gamified the right, wish. Right, you've gamified wishing with wish. Yeah. So <laughs> under that circumstance, I think that could be fun. So maybe I'll try that the next time I hand out a ring of three wishes. There you go. Yeah. Uh, a ring of timed wishes. <laughs> yeah, a ring of three timed wishes. Essentially, this wish spell has a utility. Besides world break. Yeah, right. So there are three, essentially three functions uh, of the wish spell. The first function is to replicate any spell of eighth level or lower without, with a casting time of one action, because that's how long it takes to cast wish and with no material component costs, right? You just get the effect of the spell by casting wish without getting into specifics, because there's literally like hundreds of specifics we could get into. That's super, super powerful. That's one of the reasons I had a hard time wrapping my head around Wish. Yeah. Is I've got ADD. I have a really hard time assimilating a lot of different pieces of information at the same time. And thinking of just the scope was mind-boggling to me. Like, you could essentially do anything. Like, what do you mean? Right. (laughs) you can essentially do nothing. Like it's, it, it was too much for me to bear. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. So, I mean, it also facilitates a lot of uh, strange things. It's really complicated to think about because you essentially have to do this podcast to know what all you can do with every spell. Right. So like how the different spells work together or how, how you can most effectively use each spell. Right. Or and, what breaking world breaking thing you can do with each spell. I want to awaken a a grove of redwood trees to be my personal guard. <laughs> so speaking of, speaking of awaken, I mean, one a lot of the time when we're talking about spells, the limiting factor is either the length of time it 
takes to cast the spell mm-hmm. or the material component cost of the spell. Right. Since Wish circumvents that, all of a sudden, you know, none of those things are a problem. You can just cast one of those spells that normally take eight hours or normally have a really expensive, rare component cost. Just once a day, you can just cast it as an action. That doesn't run the risk of changing the world. So you could be doing that every single day. Right, yeah. And you don't risk losing your wish, mm-hmm. your, the, your access to the wish spell. So I don't want to get too deep in the weeds here, but I did think of two examples, one of the, one of which is really short and another one's a little bit more in, involved. Mm-hmm. Because the spell says, because the wish spell says you cast the spell and it produces a spell of your choice's effects, there are several spells we've done so far that say if you cast the spell X number of times, then it becomes permanent right. or whatever. So since an effect of the spell is to make a permanent thing, I think you can cast wish to shortcut all the repeated casting yeah. and get that thing. So this does mean that a wizard with wish can go around just making permanent teleportation circles mm-hmm. anywhere they want to go. Highly sought after. Yeah. So you've already got, well, I, I think by the time you can cast wish, you're probably beyond, I mean, like, what what is anybody going to offer you? Right. You're high enough level. You've got all the money in the world. And you can wish for anything you yeah. want. So it's <laughs> like, you just, there's just nothing left for anybody to offer you. Like, yeah. at that point, it's about shaping the world how you how want you to see look. Fit. How, yeah, exactly how you see fit. I do like the idea of it just meaning that teleportation circles can be in weird or dangerous places because a ninth level or a 17th level spellcaster could be out there putting these around. Right. Then another weird thing that can happen with the wish spell, a, a way in which it interacts weirdly with other spells, is that Simulacrum is a spell that's normally really limited by the length of time it takes to cast it and also the fact that it has a material component that's consumed. What are are both of those things? The spell takes 12 hours to cast. Oh my God. And it requires a powdered ruby worth 1,500 gold pieces. Yeah. So the ruby is not, I mean, 1,500. No, but time is money and that's a steep price tag. So so 12 hours is a a long time to cast a a spell. Yeah. However, with Wish, you can cast Simulacrum in one action. So that's six seconds. That's six seconds. Okay, so... Way less time money. A simulacrum is basically a copy of someone, probably you in this this circumstance. Right, and Alex from the podcast Couple of Characters, a couple of characters, brought this up for using for the clone spell, using simulacrum. But continue. So I'm a wizard. I cast Wish, and I choose to make it mimic the effects of simulacrum. My simulacrum comes to life and I command it to cast wish to make a simulacrum. And that just keeps happening all day long. All the way down. And one action is six seconds. There are 10 units of Uh-oh. of that in a minute. And then math. there are 1,440 minutes in the day. Oh so my God. by- He's taking out his calculator. Oh the no. end of every day, you'll have 14,400 simulacrums <laughs> okay you you did this to yourself because now i need to find out what the population of a particular town is that is of fourteen thousand. sure um <laughs> town population fourteen thousand. you said For, uh fourteen hercules california <laughs> you're making yourself a hercules california there you go so, or Moranga as well. If you've ever been to Hercules, 
Just know that a wizard could do that in a day. That's the important part about Hercules, California. That's what you need to know about Hercules, California. Hey, everybody. Dane here. Just wanting to say thank you for all the support you've given us through your downloads, your messages, tweets, and, of course, sharing the show with others. Word of mouth is the best way for us to grow, along with you rating and reviewing Dispel Magic on whatever podcasting app you use. Benjamin and I would also like to invite you to pledge to our Patreon. You can vote there on future shows, receive weekly show notes, access monthly secret shows, and gain access to our patron-only Discord channel. Thanks again for listening, and as always, happy spelling. The whole middle section of the spell, the whole second kind of utility of the spell is that laundry list of things you can do with it. Um, and in terms of that, you know, the only thing on there that really I think has an impact in terms of what we usually talk about is that you can make 25,000 gold pieces worth of Mm. stuff every day. The, the, the thing that really matters in any world money. Right. Well, I mean, if you're in, I mean, you're like Jeff Bezos level of evil Amazon coming back. Right. Except for that. In this case, you don't. Do you even have to run a business? It's just you just like produce 25,000. Yeah. You are your own wish business. Yeah. You make a wish.com. Yeah. So the other thing is that at least when I went intentionally looking for it, there's no spell component cost that's greater than that. Mm. So if you don't want to use wish to cast spells with expensive spell component costs, you can just use wish kind of proactively so that in the future you have all these really expensive things stockpiled. Right. And and then you don't even need to deal with wish. Right. Yeah. Circumvent. Circumvent. There's nothing super interesting about the combat piece. You know, one thing that is weird about the spell that I'm not sure is intentional is that it's an instant instantaneous duration. And one of those secondary, um, one of those bullet points says give resistance to a damage type. Mm-hmm. And you and I were talking earlier and you kind of blew that off and I did too. But then I realized that, so you could just cast the spell every day for like two weeks and then your party's resistant to all damages forever. That's true. Yeah. So you can double the hit points of your friends by just making them resistant to every single damage type. Oh, it doesn't say that no, it's it not, ends. No, it doesn't have a duration. You're just always yeah. resistant. So, yeah, so there, so there, one of the bullet points says you could be immune to a single spell or magical effect for eight, eight hours, but this resistance to damage doesn't end. So so I'm thinking, um, I'm thinking of a, a exploratory team that can just withstand any environment, and <laughs> and they're like the elite. Yeah group that goes out and expands the world, you know, the known world. I, th- I think that's kind of fun. They're, they're, they're the untouchables. Yeah, it would be funny because with Wish, you know, even with just these first two things, a wizard who was particularly mercurial could really, like, just make somebody's life utterly bizarre. <laughs> like, they just hang out in a village casting Wish once a day on a random villager to make that villager like functionally immortal. It's just verbal. I wish they don't even need yeah. to, they don't even need to do any incantation. Like they don't need to do any hand movements or, you know, it's just, 
I wish. Under your breath, to yourself. Yeah. So the second set of functions is mostly for combat stuff. Mm -hmm. But then you also have the totally economy-destroying 25,000 gold pieces of whatever you want every day. What have you. Yeah. That 300 feet can only be 300 feet. Right. 300-foot diamond. 300-foot diamond. Yeah. I want a diamond house. The final... So the final use of wish is you know obviously the most interesting it's the one we we both agree is probably the reason why people are excited about getting wish reality yeah. bending complete the the fabric of the world in your very hands for 66% of the time or else you're done yeah and this is i think where we get to the the real you know if we're thinking about building a campaign setting or thinking about the role which plays in the campaign setting. There's going to be a very limited number of people in the world who can cast Wish, mm -hmm. right? And at some point, they must all come to know one another. If you can cast Wish, you know the others who can cast Wish. Because it's not just that you would run into them, because you probably wouldn't, mm. but it's that you don't want to spend Wishes, this reality-bending Wish that you might cause you to lose the spell, on stuff that's going to get unwished mm. by other people. Right, so you're you're gonna scout out who all can cast wish and either try to eliminate them or try to more likely, I think, because that would be incredibly dangerous. Like, I mean, going after people who can cast wish is probably not good for your health. More likely, the way I see that situation developing is that there's a informal collective of people who can cast a wish mm -hmm. that all either agree ahead of time what can be what they'll allow reality to change or just agree that they're not going to cast wish to change reality right and i can see them like you brought up earlier being immune to wish they just cast that on themselves every day right like, being a part of this organization that's required right so that they know that if reality is being bent and broken then they know it's happening and it's not going to affect them. Right. Like well, that, can't... I think that if reality is bent and broken and you don't have that resistance, then it becomes the reality for you. So you don't know it that wish is being cast. Yeah, that's a tough one. I, I mean, I don't know that for sure. I think part of the wish would have to be, I don't want anybody to remember it being different than this. Oh, interesting. You know? Okay. I think for the most part, people do know that a wish has been cast unless you... Like suddenly we have two moons. Right. Unless you specifically say, I wish that there was a second moon and that everybody always See, and this remembers is where it always being there. The nitty gritty of the wording of the spell uh, would elude me, yeah. right? Because <laughs> I just assumed that everybody would snap into the new reality and yeah. be like, this is how it's always been. So they, they wouldn't necessarily need to do that, but they probably would, right? Well, this, yeah, because, this because if, I, if I just wish everybody in the world, a wish I could make, which might be worth making hmm. if I'm part of this group or just learn wish, is I wish everybody else who knows the spell wish would die right, right now. So it would be useful to every day cast a wish unless you're planning on using your wish. It would be useful every day to use your wish to make yourself immune to wish unless that's the day you're planning to use wish to change the world. I almost want to do a running count of how many times we say the word wish in this episode. I guess, though, yeah. Um, I guess, though, when you make yourself immune to it, you also get to pick up to 10 creatures. So if you could find mm. another wish caster that you trust, you know, that person 
could make up to 10 of these wish casters immune to wish. And so that frees you up to have a lot of... Essentially, what I'm getting at is that I think more or less the role this group of wish casters would play in a setting is like an Illuminati type of thing. Mm -hmm. Like they're attempting to manipulate the history of the world without using the spell wish, because then that triggers a doomsday scenario where everyone capable of casting wish is just like, screw it. I'm making the world what I want it mm -hmm. until I lose this spell. And it just this rapid fire, every single caster on the plane who knows Wish is casting Wish to change the world to be what they want, which I have to imagine ends in a pretty destructive right. situation. So, like, for example, somebody is, has brought a comet to hit whatever plane you're on, right? And everyone's seeing this comet in the sky, and anyone who knows Wish is doing different things to prevent that comet from from hitting. And all of these things are bumping up against each other and it's a big old mess. What these people are doing is changing world events so that nobody can call for a comet or, an, or the end of the world. Well, I don't even think it, it's necessarily that. I think, you know, um, if I cast Wish to make dwarves win this war instead of elves, mm -hmm. then all of a sudden the, all of the elves that can cast Wish or all of the people who, you know, wanted the elves to win can just cast Wish to say, well, I wish all dwarves would die. Mm -hmm. And then you get into this escalating situation right. where, um, you know, what maybe starts as a fairly innocuous Wish snowballs out of control because everybody has their response and then you've got all this unintended collateral damage. Fallout, yeah. Fall, yeah, fallout. So, I mean, it, it, like, I mean, I do think it, that could be a really fun campaign setting mm -hmm. to be a post-Wish Storm Ooh, setting. Wish Storm. Where it was like a normal, you know, D&D yeah. fantasy setting. And then, like, the dozen wizards and sorcerers who knew Wish, this got triggered. And they all started blasting their wishes until... The world was left like this smoking crater of what it used to be. Yeah. Twisted now, beyond recognition. Yeah. Oof. Uh, but I, I do like the idea of the dubious morality of, of changing world events a la an Illuminati, where right. you could either be a party working for them or mm -hmm. trying to find them out or right. what have you, because they're like, no, we're saving the world. We're not... We're not destroying it. We're we're doing this for the world's sake. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's it's a it's a cool situation because to me, there's the tension between mm -hmm. these are people who could just make the world what they want if they decided gloves off to do it, mm -hmm. but they're choosing to do it the hard. They're choosing to manipulate history, the course of history, in a harder way, so as not to invite the mm -hmm. catastrophic consequences. I could also see a uh, a story point where it's like that has happened, that the that catastrophe, the 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 wish storm, yeah, not just you're living in it, but like it happened, and that's why they created their group because right. the wish storm happened. The wish storm happened. This Illuminati group. We should call it something else. What do you want? The uh, Illuminati's too mundane. We, we everybody knows the Illuminati. You work on that. But um, <laughs> this this wish storm has happened already. They saw the ramifications. That's what prompted this group to come together and write the world. Mm -hmm. And now have gently been using their wishes, gently, quote unquote, to 
prevent such a thing from happening again. And that's their motivations for doing it. Because not only do they imagine that it could happen, but they some of them lived through it. Right, right. And the Wishinati, I think, is what we can call them. The Wishinati. The Wishinati. Yeah. Yes. So, yeah. I I mean, there's I I think when you come up with that core concept, when you, once you've glommed onto the idea that once there are multiple people who can cast a wish in a world, they have to be very careful about how they cast a wish. Mm-hmm. And, and I and I think that is the kind of natural outcome of the spell is that these people have to start knowing each other and talking to each other and coming up with a, a truce. I could see it also being a, a wish committee. Like somebody's like, I bring forth to the Wishinati that I wish to cast wish in this way. And everyone says, hmm, what about this? And ooh, right. what about that? I have objections. And, and then they have to vote on it or something. So you're thinking there's a wish bureaucracy I, as well. I guess you, Benjamin... You're wanting to put red tape. <laughs> what I'm trying to do... Is really procedurally right. make this, and there's somebody who's like, we have to wait for an hour to make sure you're not charmed before you cast this. Wish. Yeah, probably a skeleton. Yeah, right. A wish skeleton. Yeah. Um, that has blue teeth. <laughs> I do think that that's a reasonable way that this could shake out. That it would be yeah. like that there'd be like proposals of like, mm-hmm. I'd like to cast a wish to do this. It's almost like defending your doctorate or something. Yeah. Like you, you, you really got to know your stuff. You have to have thought it through and you have to convince this board. And that's interesting too. Cause then you could have like things actually be held up for a long time as they're drafting like the specific language you're going to be allowed to mm. use to cast the wish. Cause they can't just approve the intent. It can't just be like, yeah, sure, we don't mind if you do that. Um, they'd have to, they because they don't want all those unintended consequences too. So they're also they're, so and they don't like, have a five minute timer. Yeah, so. so there's a whole committee there crafting the language they're going to allow you to use when you cast a wish. So as the Madrons are marching across all of reality and stomping out as they do every thousand years or whatever, whatever it is like they're coming closer. You need to approve this language now, except you don't. Right. Cause it doesn't say wish can only affect the present. Mm. So this this commute, yeah. So this committee can just go into a demiplane, (laughs) hang out while the apocalypse happens, agree to the language they're going to use to avoid the apocalypse and then jump back and be like, okay, so, and, you know, cast wish to undo the apocalypse. We've created a society of dungeon masters in game who can just wreck on whatever they want. They're just like, never mind. JK, JK, JK. Uh, <laughs> we're changing that. Um, and then, but then there's the, the chance that you never can cast it again right right yeah so i that is i think actually a situation where there might be some politicking around mm-hmm. who is who Who's is made to it? cast the spell <laughs> yeah because you might then be kicked out of the wishanati if you use your wish to reverse the apocalypse and suddenly you can't cast wish anymore that's a raw deal for you everybody votes on the person they hate the most <laughs> who, who they just personally don't like like make make them do it Make them do it. Maybe maybe they won't be around anymore. Their water cooler chatter is awful. <laughs> Get yeah. them out of here. Well, there's it. Have you seen the pants they wear? Gross. You know, 
it's funny because I feel like we either talk about bureaucrats, the economy, or secret society, aw- <laughs> or the awful toxic situation yeah. that a spell would create, and this kind of does all of that. Benjamin, what does that say about us? Let's say about human nature, okay. and then you know, right. let's yeah. ask the real big questions. The big questions, human nature. Well, I think that pretty much exhausts what we've got to talk about. With yeah. Wish. Yeah. There's a. I I feel like I'm going to be thinking about the Wishanati mm-hmm. and coming up with new ways that organization would function or fail to function for uh, a long time. An org chart. Uh, yeah. <laughs> a flow chart of maybe the hierarchy of the Wishanati. Yeah. But now that we're wrapping up wish. our conversation about the Wish, I wanted to say a little bit about the future of Dispel Magic. <gasps> No, 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 no. No? Dispel Magic isn't going away for good. But we are going to take a little break. We are going to call everything we've released so far season one, and we will be back in a little bit with the start of season two. We are going to take the time to really hone uh, what we hope will happen in the future for the show, as 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 well as take a well deserved couple weeks off. To care for ourselves. As the famous song once said, dispels out for summer. But maybe not the whole summer. Mm, probably, probably not, not the, the whole, whole summer. summer. Okay. No. So look forward and to Definitely us. not forever. Yeah. Yeah. Because we're coming back. Sooner than you'd like. <laughs> Sooner than you think. <laughs> um, yeah. I'd like to uh, expand onto TikTok. I'd like to start working on some some things for us to release there. So take a look at our socials for any new offerings we have in those various places. Um, join us on our discord. Uh, I plan on us doing our weekly live streams of various episodes. So we'll do some repeats, see what people have to say. Um, you can in- include your thoughts there. Follow us on discord or on Twitter or on Twitter at dispel magic pod. Yeah, that's right. And you can follow Benjamin at Sterling Vermin mm-hmm. or on the internet at sterlingvermin.com. And you can find me on Twitter at Dana Danger. Thanks so much for listening. And we'll see you again after your next long, long, long rest. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of Dispel Magic. If this has inspired any ideas for your game, or you have another take on today's topic, please let us know on Twitter, at DispelMagicPod. You can find Benjamin, at Sterling Vermin, and Dane, at Dane in Danger. Thank you to Slim Mittens for our cover art, produced by Benjamin Huffman, produced and edited by Dane Fox McGraw. Can we do that every time where I say long rest with you? No. That would be dumb. Okay. Okay. You already <laughs> talked yourself out of this. I don't have to say anything else. <laughs> See you soon, dispellers. <laughs> <laughs>